Hi everyone, welcome to session seven of masks. Uh, when you hear me do an intro like this, it means everything is shitty. Uh, especially, essentially, despite having uh, a normal recorder and backup recorder, my version of the recording did not include my input, just like happened on the Final Chronicles of Nornia, and Rob's version cut out after about 70 minutes of playtime. Uh, to combat this, we are essentially switching our whole recording setup to something else, which we're testing right now. So hopefully that works out, and we don't have to do this anymore, because nobody enjoys it. Uh, in the meantime, you guys are going to hear the first 70-so minutes of playtime, and then I am here with Georgie, a.k.a. Spook, and Rob, a.k.a. Alloy, a.k.a. Bastion, a.k.a. something else. Uh, and we are going to recap the session uh, after, after the recording drops out. And we're on with episode seven of Masks. Good evening, everybody. Hello. God, it is Hello. so hot. I hate it. I hate everything about it. I agree. Thank God. For I'm okay. There's one good thing about being in Texas where it's hot all the time. Being hot all the time means everyone has central air. No pleasure, no rapture. One of the good things about being a girl is being able to wear short, flowy skirts. I'm wearing short, flowy shorts. I still feel like shit. <laughs> okay. So, That's previously. Kind of bad, so. Previously, you guys were hunting down the source of a dangerous or at least inconveniencing spell that caused the spirits of the dead at the moment of death to call out to Spook to tell her to come home. Yeah, I don't feel like that was so much dangerous as it was. Well, I guess maybe dangerous for her mental health. Yeah, she didn't seem to like it for some reason. You're really going off the deep end there, Spook. Kind of worried about you. I think everybody's worried about you. We're going to kill a man together, Spook. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not around, so... <laughs> but we haven't gotten there yet in the recap, so... Yes. Okay. Uh, you were tracking down the source of this spell as a flunky who is working for the Revenant, but to get a lead on where he was going, you sort of tracked down the Oracle, a mysterious uh, superheroic information broker. Everyone knows very little about, but he apparently has the ability to alter the internet in real time to lead you to a skeevy Fry Donald's bathroom, wherein he texts uh, information in exchange for other information. It strikes me as weird that he would want you to go to a skeevy Fry Donald's bathroom in order to do that, because couldn't you just, like, do that outside of a skeevy Fry Donald's bathroom? Uh, I don't think you could just text anywhere. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, what's with the fried omelets? Is it just, I mean, people won't look over your shoulder? It's a special fried omelets that, like, the airwaves are different. Yeah, like, does he have a Bluetooth <laughs> connection directly to your phone or something? Is this some NFC shit? Oracle can only text dire uh, the secret stuff to your phone in a short wave. And 
I'm gonna say that it's actually the, the cashier. Fucking I'm gonna say the oracles do not work that way. No, no. I'm, say, I'm gonna say that it's like a, a short-range uh, broadcast, and that they can uh, they have a secret layer underneath that Fry Donalds that you enter through the walk-in freezer. <laughs> you can't say these things, or Nick is gonna make them canon. <laughs> and the and the passphrase to get into the in there through the walk-in freezer is ordering a happy meal with extra happy. <laughs> not happy meal hold the happy. I'm sure twenty people get let in there every day. <laughs> it's like the shitty right James on? Bond movie View to a Kill. <laughs> the right CIA on? passphrase is ordering a soft shell crab from a CIA agent. <laughs> Tom, who's right posing as a fishmonger. Does Fried Islands actually have uh, happy meals? Do they have grumpy meals? They have joy meals. Oh. <laughs> Okie dokie. Thinking of fucking coming to America. And I think that maybe one person, maybe, might have gotten the joke. For that reference. They're, they're just called contentment meals. I'm pressing boldly forward. Yep. Uh, you track down what is supposedly a murder-suicide, um, some former lovers in an abandoned apartment building with a taxidermy workshop in the basement. Uh, the situation seemed to be more complicated because both parties seemed all on board for their horrible, undeath existence. When you confronted them, there was a big battle. Many of you got the shit kicked out of you. Uh, and then the lich figure who was the uh, skeletal mastermind of the spell collapsed the building on everyone. Thankfully, you all got out relatively unharmed. Oh. I call it Thanks, guys. We stopped the spell. Yeah, some real hmm. superheroics happening there. Very, very proud of everybody. Also, Bastion ran away. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Bastion ran away in terror. Uh, Respawn got an earful from his brother, Griffith. Because I have uh, that. Maybe you shouldn't <laughs> collapse buildings. It wasn't my fault! Yeah, really, the, the Lich really did do that. Really was not my fault. Uh, meanwhile, uh, well, shortly thereafter, uh, Bastion decided he's going to keep tracking down the Renaissance man by going undercover as his real identity, Tobias. Uh, Tobias went and somehow bungled his way into a job at Vinico Industries. Yep. Uh, working under the tutelage of Dr. Emile Marone. Uh, Respawn went uh, cuckoo bananas crazy and started watching all of the old episodes of uh, the Renaissance Man TV show. You say cuckoo bananas crazy, but, but... <laughs> Conspiracy oh, theory! This, this is the part where you say that I turned up a lead, because I did. Yes, he turned up what he presumes is a lead, a, a throwaway sidekick character in the show called Banshee who kind of disappeared, and then sometime later, the Renaissance man had Banshee's powers. Uh, the secret identity of Banshee, who was a real person, was never revealed, but uh, using some uh, Google Foo, 
Uh, Respawn was able to track down the voice actress as Kieran West, who continued voice acting uh, and eventually became a producer of children's entertainment. See, I'm not convinced that it was even Google Foo that helped out. I feel like I feel like Oracle might be behind this at this point. It could being be both. Yeah, it could be. Like, just being able to change Google responses on the fly like that seems like a really interesting ability for guiding people towards their own goals. Mm-hmm. What if we're all just Side pawns note. of the Oracle? Kieran West was recently hounded off Twitter. <laughs> oh, God, I hate that stupid worst shit happening now. Fuck fandoms. Oh, All of the fandoms. All of the fandoms. It doesn't matter what you think you're a fan. God damn it. You're all terrible. Except for our fandom. Our fandom has never complained to us once, ever. <laughs> uh, there's been a couple. I, yeah, I, been I, I've been lampshading the entire time. It's almost, uh, almost exclusively against female players, too. Hmm. Wait, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yes. Yes, that has happened. I guess I just missed those comments. That's because they don't happen publicly. If they're just trash, then I don't don't post them. Hmm. And some of them, I think, were, like, emailed or something to you. Yeah, I've gotten some emailed. And, I mean, shit like constructive criticism, even if I don't necessarily agree with it, I'll allow it. But there's shit that's just stupid attacks. Ah. And it's like, fuck that, I don't need that shit. Get off the site. Yeah. Well, I guess that's where mods come in. Yay, yep. mods. Uh, mods equals gods. I mean, <laughs> that is exceedingly rare. Like, one in a thousand. Like, rare is good. It's, it's the internet, so. Wow. Speaking of rare. It. Speaking of rare. Hmm? Ever heard about that game of Yuga Lily coming out? Hmm. So, why? So, the stuff in this game. Uh-huh. I was it's kind not... of in the middle of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, so, uh, while we spawn was going insane, <laughs> drifting into a few states, uh, Congo Jack and Inkling went to pawn some shit that they stole from the collapsed apartment building. Uh, Congo Jack picked himself up a new toy. Freeze ray. Yes, a freeze ray, and had a pretty public moral quandary about whether or not he should rob <laughs> Mr. Young, the owner of the pawn shop. <laughs> for the he wronged sword. me. He wronged me for that. Sword. Jack, you're going to end yeah. this campaign having killed someone. That's what I said. I'm going to kill him. Smooth's going to help, though. Am I? You said well, he would. I think that was a joke. Spook's a little preoccupied because shortly after getting the fucking shit kicked out of her by a lich and a ghost, she dragged her four condition ass back home to see Daddy. Uh, who was thrilled to see her, but then she insisted that she was going to die again and she couldn't stay here and we can never tell Mom. So he, uh, kind of worked some some Crypt Keeper magic and already weakened Spook just completely blacked out. Yep. Not clear on what your master plan was there, Georgie. 
It was being a hormonal teenager. Okay, cool. Gotcha. Nope, that explains everything. 100% explains everything. Just had totally forgotten to ask the question last time. Okay. We can pick up with Tobias finishing his first day of work. Yep. We just got fired. Yep. So, as I recall, you said you weren't getting up to any shenanigans on your first day. You were just going to play it straight and play the long game? Yes. Okay. And I'm going to say that, yeah, he spent the day just doing exactly, yeah, doing exactly that. Anything special happen? Yeah, anything special happen with Dr. Moron? Uh, he's more than a little bit insane, but it's mostly a, a get-to-know-everybody-introduce-around kind of day. You know, get you set up with your computer login and all that crap. Hmm. You don't get to do even very much science today. Hmm. Uh, however, you, you board the elevator to uh, finish a very long day and probably stop off at home for two minutes and then go to the other job you promised to continue working. Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone shouts at you, hold the elevator! I do so. Let me guess. It's the Renaissance man. Well, it's Walter Vedico. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, steps inside, big broad chest now wrapped in a business suit, adjusting his tie. Uh, and the door, doors close with just the two of you. Yeah, kind of like. Is Walter is Walter a physically imposing man? He doesn't need he to is. be. He, he's very tall, and he's he's got a, a good physique, like nothing superhuman, certainly. So we're similar physique, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. So seeing who it is, I, I'll straighten up a bit. Be nervous. Hoping that I can pass it off as, oh, hey, here's, like, my boss's 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 boss. I hope I don't screw up. Oh, God, it's the Ultra Boss. Yeah. (laughs) New supervillain. Ultra Boss? (laughs) The Ultra Boss. What about King Boss? (laughs) Oh, man, Nick, you could bring back the man. I could. (laughs) The power to keep people down. Yep. So, um, Floor? Lobby. <laughs> Press the button. Doors slowly close. It takes way too long. Yeah, this must be the world's slowest elevator. Yep. <laughs> oh no, it's just someone with superpowers to slow time. <laughs> I mean, we already know he he has technomancy powers. He's probably slowing the elevator on purpose. Possibly another element of his crazy his crazy bag of stolen tricks. Yeah. <laughs> He casts you kind of a side eye, looking like he's trying to process if he's seen you before, who you are. Uh, I will pretend not to notice and have my nose in my phone, texting Carlos that I hope I can see him later after I work for a few hours at the other job. Did you tell me you got a new one? 
I'm, I'm going to say I probably ha- sent him a, a, a message saying something along the lines of, hey, great news, I got a, a job at that new, or not new, but the like the biggest company in my field. It's such great news, and I probably haven't heard from him back since. All right. Well, when you send that second message, he texts you back, wait, you're working both? <laughs> Temporarily. Can't just leave him in the in a lurch. Kids today, Noah's always buried in your phone. Hmm? Oh, um. hmm. I have an interesting question. Uh huh. Renaissance man is some kind of musical virtuoso, wouldn't you say? Yes. He probably is really good at hearing things. Hmm. Hearing text messages? No. Well, I think voices. Uh, voice. Voice recognition. Look, I got it. <laughs> I'll tag you in if I need to run the game. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm wondering, actually, as a real question, um, so, uh, Bastion, do you, like, when you're in your Janus mode, do you disguise your voice as well? I mean, I've said earlier in other sessions that my voice is, like, comes out all metallic and shit. Oh, so it's kind of like a, like if I were to uh, turn the audio quality on my mic down, like, tremendously. Or if I were to do this, like... Uh, okay, never mind. I can't do that. Ow. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I don't know. No. I was trying to, to the pull scene? my fan in front of my face so I could speak through it, but that didn't happen. Never okay. mind. Okay. All right, moment of comedy over. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Now that the tension is completely broken. <laughs> uh oh. Yes, sir. I'm I'm sorry. Click phone in pocket. You know, there are people in this building who would kill for two minutes of FaceTime with me. Yeah, just kind of look and be like, oh, oh, yes, yes, sir, Mr. Vetico. I didn't notice. It was an important you message. didn't notice what? That it was you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not speaking in your own defense here, son. If your excuse is that you're so situationally oblivious that you don't know who's standing next to you. I get focused. Now that's interview candidate talk. (laughs) Is your biggest weakness, oh, you work too hard? Well, I am on my way to my second job. (laughs) We're not paying you enough? No, I just need to hold them over so they're not left in a lurch from me leaving. Hmm. Kind of a self-sacrificer, then. You could say that. Let me tell you a little trick I picked up in my hero days. You know what happens to self-sacrificers? They get sacrificed. Hey! You're pretty smart. I'm glad we hired you. (laughs) Thank you, sir. (laughs) Look up at the... Look up at the... uh, What floor we're on. How much longer we have to go. (laughs) Like a hundred more floors to go. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the elevators in this travel at the speed of Mass Effect. (laughs) Oh, God, we're never getting off. It is just interminably slow, and it finally hits the lobby, and he just 
clasps you on the shoulder yeah. in a way that feels uncomfortable. Everything about him does. Bad touch. Bad touch. We went along then. Nobody's going to sacrifice you for you. I'm just going to like stand there awkwardly for a second, wait for him to take his hand off my shoulder so that I can leave. Like, uh, 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 okay. Awkward teenager. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you pull away, his finger's still grazing across you. Oh, God, is he, he's doing, like, the gentle caress thing. <laughs> oh. Is uh, everybody uh, that way? And then he just slaps you on the bottom when picky. you leave. I think that's, <laughs> he's not picky at all. He just oh, likes teenagers. Oh, God. Maybe it's just the spark of youth that turns him, that, that turns the fire within him. So, yep, that's, that's a thing. Gonna rush out of the building quickly. You rush out of the building quickly. Glancing back a few times to make sure that he is not still standing right behind you. Yeah. He's not. Oh, good. He's in he front of you. <laughs> yeah, he just walked it. <laughs> no, it's like well, I'm gonna be on my bu- on my moped driving to my other job. I'm gonna look up, and he's gonna be on one of those little silver discs flying above me. <laughs> no, he's actually just right next, right behind you, holding on. <laughs> God, he's on the big. Uh, it's like a it's like a Tex Avery cartoon. In just what? Just everywhere way? you ev- everywhere you look, the person is is following after you. Oh, I thought you meant that you visualize him as a big ham because you're starving to death. <laughs> That's also a good reference. I like that. I appreciate that. Reference. Sometimes it's like a chicken leg. Anyway. Spook, you are engulfed in dark dreams. Looks like swirling blackness has enveloped you. Every once in a while you feel a cold chill pass through different parts of your body. Time is irrelevant. You can feel the absence of warm blood coursing through your body. Just a sensation you never recognized until you stopped feeling it. And then there's a bright golden glow, blinding, and it just hollers at you in a thunderous voice, absolution! And then you wake with a start in your childhood bedroom. I'm probably going to look around at first, because I'm just kind of... Not sure what's going on, where I am, that whole situation. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to see if I have my phone on me still to see how much time has passed. Like if it's been days, weeks, hour. <laughs> uh, you see your phone on the nightstand. Uh, 
someone you presume your dad has jammed your old uh, iPhone charger into the base of it, <laughs> even though it's not an iPhone. <laughs> Switched Android so, long ago. So it's super low on battery, and you might have broken your charging port. Uh, but it seems like you've been out for five or six hours. It's dark outside. All right. I'm going to try to listen at the door, see if I can hear if it's just my dad, if my mom's home, like, all that. You... You listen, uh, you hear the the occasional scramble of Scap running back and forth in front of your door, wanting to get in. I'll try to open the door. Uh, the door opens. Uh, once you open it, you can hear the uh, the faint sounds of the TV downstairs. And I'm assuming Scat comes running in. Oh, yeah. Runs in, leaps on you. Alright. I will try to, I guess, see if I can see who's in the room with the television. Or hear. Just try to creep. Okay. Uh... Roll me plus superior. Oh, good thing I'm awesome at that. (laughs) I will step on Scap's tail, I'm assuming. Just because she's been resting? We do still have team you can spend. Yeah, have any of her conditions healed just because she's been resting? I have three conditions instead of four. Okay. I don't know. I I feel like afraid, angry, and uh, guilty. Still apply. Uh, how do you appease guilt? Uh, guilt is like basically you do something sacrifice, to sacrifice. Hurtful. Afraid is break is not break something, run away. Okay, and angry is break something important. Yeah. Oh, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. That's a eight. Hmm. Oh wait. Would it be directly engaging, comforting, or supporting, or piercing, or provoking someone, or ex- assessing the situation? Because if if so, it's a six, then. Yeah, I would say it's assessing the situation. All right, six, then. I step on Scap's tail. Unless you want to spend team. No. If you have one. No. I love everything about this. Okay. <laughs> That means I get a potential and then can take another advancement whenever oh, yeah. I feel like it. Did you level? Yes. Nice. So I'll, that'll be my third thing. Okie dokie. You step on Scap's tail as you are creeping downstairs. He, go, he just yelps. <laughs> Then you hear your father call up. Sweetie, is that you? Yes. 
Come on. You hear him stand. I'm sorry, what? You hear him stand and move in long strides towards the uh, staircase where you are creeping. I I will, like, walk down the stairs and act like I wasn't trying to just creep. <laughs> How are you feeling, sweetie? You're kind of all flustered when you came home. I was out for a few hours, wasn't I? Yeah. Why did you do that? You you were in a, a tizzy. I was trying to calm you down. By scaring the shit out of me. Not exactly. You were going to run away and hurt yourself, and I didn't want you to. I'm your father. It's my job to protect you. I wasn't going to hurt myself. You were talking about how you were going to die. Isn't that just inevitable for everyone? Eventually and debatable. Debatable. Is that really life? Also debatable. I'm not sure it's actually debatable, Dad. Well, by your logic, then dead babies would have the most rich life experience ever. Whoa. Which I guess. I mean, everything's kind of... I don't know. But if your argument is that the value of life is only defined by the fact that it has an end, that's pretty bleak. Would you say you're looking forward to death? Depends what I do with this life I have left. How about things that don't make you look forward to death? If there's something your mother and I know, it's death. And in all that time, what I really learned is that you need to grab hold of life and hang on to every last second. Most people just say live life to its fullest while you still have it. Yes, and part of that for us is living life to its fullest lengthwise, as well as richness. Also, this phone does not work with that charger. (laughs) 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 At least you know the Wi-Fi password. It's password. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sorry, sweetie. I'll buy you a new charger. Or we'll have Mom make you one. I'm going to go for a walk. Uh, no. No? Look, I might be a pushover, but I'm not an idiot. 
I don't think you just took a nap and changed your mind about everything, and now you're going to take a stroll around the block and come home. I'm sure Scap needs to walk. You know he doesn't. Well, he needs exercise. Then let's go together. Fine. Good. He snaps his fingers and Scap comes to heal. <laughs> I will get Scap's leash. Okay. Because I'm assuming there's leash laws here. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Scap obeys because he's a good dog or obeys because your dad just happens to have control over all things living and dead. Not all things. Most things living and dead. <laughs> Are you grabbing like a normal leash or something like your Whatever mommy? Scap's leash is. Yeah, he just has a normal leash. It's one of those retractable ones. That also shoots lasers. No. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> be prepared. You never know what Dr. Phantasma has up her sleeve. Okay. Your father departs with you in the middle of the night. And start, starts taking uh, what was your normal stroll up to the graveyard. Have you been? Been all right, I guess. I made some friends. That's good. What are they like? They're different than the kind of people we would normally associate with. Yeah, that's probably for the best, to be honest. You know, don't go spreading this around, but our kind of people tend to raise bratty kids. <laughs> Present company excluded, of course. Are you only saying that because I'm yours? <laughs> you have had some brat moments, I'll admit. <laughs> I think most kids have brat moments. Well, you're the only one I have to go off of. So it seems like Elijah has been around? Yeah. You run into him somewhere? Yeah. You went up to the mausoleum. Mm-hmm. Is that where you've been staying? No. Yeah, he's pilfering something or other. Gonna let him wormhole across the eighth dimension or some such nonsense. He and your mom were talking about it, and it was mostly gibberish. Okay. How long has he known you're alive? Uh, I guess about ten hours now? <laughs> he should have come to say something. That is not polite. 
I told him not to. You're also a child. I I think he just thought it was, you know, teenage drama. In fact, he said that multiple times. So where do we go from here? What do you mean? Well, I'm hoping you move back in. You finish your education. I don't know. Go to college. Don't think I have the time to go to college. Yeah, you you said that. What makes you so sure that you're gonna die? Uh, well, when I was dead, I think it was told to me. <laughs> uh, it's a little little fuzzy. He looks honestly afraid. And that's that's not something you've seen in your father's face. What scares you, Dad? Losing my beloved daughter again? What was that? Losing my beloved daughter again. It almost destroyed me the first time. I don't think I could do it a second time. Guess you gotta brace yourself. Thanks. Or I'm going to make it not happen. And how are you going to do that? I don't know if you've noticed, but I have some powers. I noticed that you have some powers. I was going with more specific stuff. First, I think I would read your soul, find out exactly what we're dealing with here. Then consult with your mother. Come up with... I don't know, maybe a... Damage is physical, a simulacrum body, or build you a phylactery, or... Well, it's no point speculating. I'm not going to be a lich. Oh. There are temporary measures we can take to preserve you while we work. I think I can handle this on my own. Does handle it mean lay down in a corner somewhere and die? Because that's not what this family does. No, I'm not just going to lay down in a corner and die. Well, what are you going to do? What's the plan? Try to be a glimmer of hope. I don't know what that means. Do some good. And that's going to keep you from dying? 
It will protect me from eternal damnation. Is this a church thing? I don't know. Maybe the thing was some sort of celestial being. Oh, that you're being threatened by a celestial being? Why didn't you just say that? Well, I'm not really sure. Like I said, it's fuzzy. If we need to kill an angel, we'll kill an angel. Dad, don't kill an angel. <laughs> I'll burn down heaven if it means saving my daughter. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll come up with a way to not die, but this is my fight, Dad. I would like you to uh, attempt a comfort or support. Okay, it's a minus two, and comfort is, and support is... Mundane. 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 So mm-hmm. minus four. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Let's see, nine minus four, that's a five, so another potential. <laughs> Man, you level so quick when you do shit you're not good at. By the end of this session, I think I'm going to confront my doom and perhaps beat it. (laughs) (laughs) So, what happens when the doomed confronts and beats their doom? Do they still perish, or...? You can become a different class or whatever. Yeah. If you confront and win, then you can become a different class. Otherwise, you're you're out. And you can only do that if you get the uh, advanced move. Yep. Of, you know, confront your doom if you survive change playbooks. Ah. Oh, no. Ah. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Huh. Huh. Right. <sighs> he reaches out for a hug. I'll slowly give him a hug. As you wrapped up tight in his his long spindly arms. Mm. Sweetie. I'm sorry, but what kind of father would I be if I let you face this alone? And there's a sudden sharp pain? Uh. Hmm. And mm-hmm. a, a blue light as you feel an emptiness inside. As he steps away from you, you can see this floating blue ball hold it, just hovering above his hands. Give that back. I'm going to keep it safe. No, give that back. I'm doing this for your own good. No, you aren't. Give that back. You are doing this for you, not for me. 
sorry, but my mind's made up. I'm gonna, like, just try to, like, shove him into a gravestone. Okay. <laughs> like, just full out, like, Hulk mode. Perhaps I could even have spend a doom and have super strength with it. Yeah, yeah go for it. That reality warping thing that you can do, right? Yes. Uh, I have infinite powers where I can just take an ability from any playbook. And Anyone. I'm assuming someone has super strength. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and directly engage a threat. Well, that's an E. Still something. I rolled yeah. crap. <laughs> well, you get to pick something off the list, resist to avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. I'm going to take what I assume is my soul. Uh-huh. <laughs> you... Uh, you have to mark a condition, because you are sustaining some damage, be it emotional or the price of jostling your own soul around. I'm going to go with insecure. Because I don't think it's quite hopeless yet. Uh, Well, there's a reason to feel insecure. Like, out of nowhere, you shove your dad with strength you didn't know you had. He fumbles the glowing blue light and goes flying, like, does an arc through the air and is about to uh, crash into a stone angel when you can see just an army of ghosts rise up from the graves just catch him perfectly in the air and just lower him down in front of you I'm going to try to grab my soul in a bucket. It's gone. Uh, When you catch it, it starts, like, absorbing back into you. It cries out. You are in so much trouble, young lady. (laughs) I am booking it the fuck out. Uh... Any particular way, you just running. I am fucking, like, terrified. Away from ghosts, if I can. <laughs> okay. So you're just making a dead sprint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm gonna try to avoid the dead thing. Okay. Uh, we'll call it unleashing your powers. Essentially, you're pushing yourself to your physical limits. All right, Ted. (laughs) You take off running. Scap is struggling to keep up with you. It takes you a long time to realize you're still clinging to that retractable leash. Oh, poor puppy. But he's running along as best he can. Uh, your dad runs to the edge of the graveyard where he starts to think of having second thoughts about running into this residential neighborhood where everyone knows him. With a ghost army. Uh-huh. But the torrent of ghosts still follows you. Uh, 
you can feel the the cold and the smell of rot chasing you down the street. But you you run like you're dead inside. You don't notice the lack of air and the pain in your muscles and the the thumping of your heart until you've sprinted several blocks in a panting scap collapses next to you. You look around and realize you are no longer being followed. I also marked another doom sign for overexerting myself. Mm. Yeah, good call. (laughs) (laughs) I will probably collapse in some grass somewhere with scap. Yeah, you collapse into a little uh, community playground. That's when I realize I have asthma. No. <laughs> yeah. So I will probably rest for a while before heading back to the the room that was recently painted. Splendid okay. place. Yeah, the loft or the mm-hmm. the penthouse, I guess. Okay. Yeah, the, the penthouse of solitude. <laughs> and I will be like, oh, I guess I have scap now. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. A puppy we don't have to feed or have go to the bathroom. All the pluses of having a pet rock with the adorableness of a puppy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should rename him Seymour. So, Bastion... Uh, Congo Jack and Respawn were uh, heading out, as I recall. I think you meant Inkling. Jack and Respawn. Yes, Congo Jack, Inkling, and, and Respawn. Sorry, we're we're heading out to an animation studio. Mm. Hey, uh, Inkling, you're the artist here. I really don't know anything at all about animation studios or animation or or animating or making things animate. So far, that's two things you know more about this than me. I've never been to an animation house. Yeah, but you make things animate every day. That's animating. True. I, I think this this process would be different than what I do, though. Well, well imagine if, like, I don't know, maybe you could, uh, well, first off, uh, imagine super-powered animation. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that when we, you know, started walking, but mm. Sounds like you could get yourself a job. A better job Maybe. than working for Renaissance, man. I don't know. What do you think of this, Jack? I think anything's a better job than working for Renaissance, man. Probably. <laughs> Hope Ashley's okay. Yes, yeah, speaking of be a better job than working for Renaissance, man. Hey, uh, Tom F., your mic is dying pretty hardcore, man. I can't really hear you very well. Yeah, you, you gotta... <laughs> Any job's better than working for Renaissance, man. There you go. Uh, so, uh, how are we, how, how are we gonna actually get to talk to a producer at a big animation studio, anyway? I hadn't thought... Ask? Yeah, like, but, like, we're a bunch of, we're kind of a bunch of pretty much nobodies? Still ask. All right. Maybe bring some drawings with us? Like, it's big drawings there. Yeah, you could do that. Show them what you can do. Maybe they'll... Maybe they really... Me. You can cut out the middleman. 
you make them come to life, they don't even need to do the flipbook thing. <laughs> That's what I was getting at as far as superpowered animation goes. No? Uh, anyway, I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I feel like maybe I'm dragging you guys into some sort of big harebrained scheme. Mm, for all we know, you're on to something. hope so. So what's this place like? Okay, you eventually, probably by some combination of walking and busing, mm. make your way to a place called Fane's Studios, which seems like it occupies some office space in a, just another high-rise in Halcyon City. Uh, you find it easy enough that the bottom level is just like a mall shopping area was the top or office spaces uh, get into the elevator and it's clearly marked the lobby for Fanes uh, lets you out into a uh, rather well appointed lobby uh, filled with colorful characters both painted and statues uh, of various projects that they have done throughout the years, but the clear centerpiece is the mega-hit show, uh, The Atlanteans, which uh, stars a uh, group of uh, girls who have uh, kind of magic powers and uh, live underseas in an amazing magical city and learn all sorts of lessons about friendship and the power of believing in yourself. Are we totally visiting, like, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Gendy Tartakovsky's, uh, I can't remember her name, Gendy Tartakovsky's wife. Mm. The lady who does the My Little Pony show. Or did. She quit it, because... Lauren Faust? Lauren Faust. Yeah, Lauren Faust is the... Is, uh, the fourth gen creator. Yeah, I thought, um, uh, isn't she, uh, Gendy Tarakovsky's wife? I have no idea who this person is. You don't know who Gendy Tarakovsky is? Dexter's Lab and Samurai Jack and stuff. I think they're linked in some way. I don't know if they're married. Alright, uh. Uh, no, she's oh, no, I'm Craig McCracken. Craig McCracken, the other half of that duo. Yeah, sorry, I, I, I'm an idiot. Uh, and, yes, comparable. Just thought it was kind of fun that we're doing that thing. Hmm. A uh, portly gentleman in his 20s sits at the reception desk, expectantly waiting for you guys to to approach. What do we say? I'm going to look around at all the art first before doing anything. Alright, what do you make of it? Hmm. And I guess I'll walk up and ask, are you guys hiding, by the way? Uh, he kind of gives you a derogatory smile, like... That's adorable. <laughs> if you want to 
leave a resume or a link to your portfolio, I'll be sure to pass it along to our team. Uh, I could give you a bunch of addresses. Pardon? I, I could give you a bunch of addresses. No, I, I heard you. I just don't understand what that means. You, you asked for a portfolio there at, and then I start listing off addresses. <laughs> <laughs> Best portfolio. I, uh, I step forward and I, like, I'm, I think I'm gonna help her out here and say, like, what, you've never heard of the great street artist Inkling? She was all over the news just days ago. The Renaissance man himself was after her. I would like for you to do my thing. Provoke, maybe? I don't know. It sounds a little, a little, little teeny bit like a provoke, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yes, I'd, I'd say a provoke. Okay, we'll see how I roll. Can I, uh, well, you can spend team to help, because I did the thing. Yeah, Yeah. well, let me see how I roll first, before you spend anything. Because you can spend it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Ten. Because oh, I'm still three superior, so. Hold on a second. He starts uh, typing away eagerly at the keyboard. Miss West would like to see you. Oh. All we have to do is name drop. Should have just laid my cards on the table. It's all about who you know. It's all about it's all about what kind of creepy motherfuckers you know in this industry. And we know the creepiest. <laughs> uh, within moments, the uh, the back door to the lobby to the office area opens, and a woman stands there. Uh, she is middle-aged with. Fading red hair with streaks of gray in it pulled into a tight bun. And a, a stern, uh, worried look on her face. Hi! Well, step forward. I am happy as a clam right now. I'll Inkling. Right? Mm-hmm. You'd better come with me. Well... Thanks for seeing me. Uh, sorry, but the last time we had her uh, go with an artist, we got in some pretty pretty bad situations, so I'm coming too. Not a problem, ready? No, that's that's fine. I'll, I'll sit in the lobby. Are you sure? sure? I'll go, I'll go. You want me to go, I'll go. We might need you, Jack. Provide some very valuable insights. Yeah, freeze me. That's it. <laughs> I roll. Yeah, she leads you back into a uh, large but cramped office. The walls are filled with 
fan art mashing up her characters with popular video game series, uh, children's letters, people talking about how much her shows have uh, touched their lives. And there's boxes of scripts and uh, paperwork that you cannot begin to fathom. She uh, moves behind her standing desk. Standing desk. Leans leans against it, looking out, just taking the measure of the three of you. Now, what's this about the Renaissance man? I step forward and say, hi. Uh, my name's Reese Lazarus. I don't know. Uh, you've never heard of me, which is a good thing. I reach out and I shake her hand. She takes your hand and shakes it. I was a big fan of the old show. And uh, my friend here, Inkling, recently came, under the, recently came under the attention of the Renaissance man. He, uh, We had an encounter with him that left us all very, very shaken. And certainly... Our opinions had all changed about, well, what I assume many of us considered a childhood hero. And, uh, started doing some digging. Are you really banshee? Well, okay, we're just gonna... <laughs> all right! Not even being subtle. Yeah, uh, what she said. Keep it down, please. Sorry. You're with the original that was a voices. long time ago. What do you mean a long time ago? I mean another lifetime ago. Uh, now I just got the Clone High song stuck in my head. Way, way back in the 1980s. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> back in the 80s, I was on a superhero show. <laughs> But long. How did you find out about me? I mean, well, you were an uncredited voice actress in the original cartoon, Google Foo, although now I'm starting to get a little bit paranoid about the whole Google Foo thing. You said you had left the life, but that's a little bit strange, don't you think? Suddenly coming out of nowhere, disappearing from the series... Here you are now. I mean, I'm not saying that your fame or your talent or your fortune or anything like that was the direct result of whatever the heck happened between you and, and the Renaissance man, but it's just... That's your accusation? What? No. You think my I... time with him made me famous and a lot of money? First of all, I work in children's entertainment. Animation. Uh... I don't have a lot of money. No, what I was actually getting at was I think that he stole your powers and paid you hush money to keep it down, but, uh, I mean, okay. That's what he does. He steals powers and uh, gives you money. Yeah. Look, I've personally been screamed at in the face by him. How are you alive? That's a good question. I'm not quite 100% sure myself. Uh, I just got back up one day. Several seconds later. 
My point is that maybe even if whatever arrangement he had with you was consensual, he's uh, definitely not doing it. Uh, he's definitely doing it to people against their will now. We've got proof of that. We just need somebody to corroborate it. You have proof. What kind of proof? Well, uh, it happened to a, one of our friends. He put us inside of some creepy studio, and then the moment he used his abilities, it just got sucked right out of it into some kind of weird Gatorade. He dragged me back there. Yeah, he did. But you have proof that it happened. The answer is no. I guess we only have testimony. I mean, we could get proof. We could get all the crap that he used to take it out of him, yeah. Can we? I don't know. I mean, we were mostly wondering if you had any information that would help. Yeah, like, it seems like you're the only person I could find even the remotest trace of, uh, of evidence that it happened to in the past. I'm really worried about this guy. He, he's... he's not the kind of hero I had expected him to be. Let's put it that way. Has he taken anything from a lot of you that you haven't got back? <sighs> Not yet. No, but he definitely tried to. Then you thank your lucky stars and you steer well clear of him. And if you're smart, you'll drop this life altogether. Did you do it willingly? It's a rather personal question. Well, you did just tell me I should be dead. I don't really see those two as comparable. One of them was a statement of fact that if he really screamed like he meant it, you could make your skull explode. Yeah, he melted my eyes out. Take it from me. He's bad news. Steer clear. Look, I just... Maybe everything worked out for you, but I'm worried that he's going to hurt someone. worried that he already has. And I'm looking at him. You see a fire flash in her eyes. You don't have any bloody idea what you're talking about, okay? Just get out of my office and heed my advice. I don't expect to see you back here again. Hmm. Um, uh, are you actually hiring? Really? I'd ask. 
I mean, you make things move, I make things move. I thought it'd be interesting to try. She pulls a sketchbook out of a heap and opens to a blank page. Show me what you got. Hmm. What should I draw? Draw the Renaissance man sucking someone's powers out. <laughs> no. I was thinking probably something like a butterfly or... <clears throat> or an apple, and I could eat it. <laughs> well, I would think that you'd want to draw something that could be animated. Uh, that's mm. true, yeah. Uh, butterfly sounds like Draw a butterfly, one. Draw butterfly, then you can eat yeah, it. Yeah, butterfly sounds great. <laughs> you can eat it. <laughs> I, I mean, yes. You want to eat everything, just go for that butterfly. I, I guess I'll start with the butterfly, and maybe just sort of, like, progress till I hit one of the things I saw in the lobby, just to see if I could make them move, too. Yeah, do this. I've got a follow-up for this. She is quietly assessing as you bring these creatures to life. Well, now, you bring a lot more to the table than uh, (laughs) most of the people who stroll in here, I say that. See that? That's something that he wanted to take away. Now, who would you rather it be in the hands of? Him? <coughs> Someone as, frankly, imaginative and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass when I say this, but luminous compared to him. Do you ever shut your goddamn gob, boy? <laughs> Only when people blow my head off. He doesn't. This is what we deal with. I'm starting to see the appeal. You have no (laughs) idea what happened between me and him. That's what I'm here to find out. And that's not what I'm here to tell you. I'm interested in your friend, though. Inkling, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I'd be willing to work with you under a few conditions. What you got here right now isn't really artistry. It's some pretty good art and a really good trick. We're going to have to go over your fundamentals, make you as good as any other artist I'd hire. It's going to be a lot of hard work. All right. I'm sure you're a better teacher than he is. He didn't really teach much. Second, you stay the hell away from him. Don't even want to hear his name. I don't want to hear you out in the news talking about what happened. We just forget it. It's a near miss. A car that almost ran you down but didn't. I think it might be a little too late to stop that. Trust me, sweetie. You're not as loud as you think you are. Mm. 
Super Seso. Do we have a deal? Sure. I'll extend my hand for a shake. She gladly shakes your hand. Okay. I think that's the end of that. Uh, let me get some info for you. Uh, yeah, just name and email address, I guess. And we'll uh, hash out the details. Yeah, I'll scroll that on the same notepad that I was on. I wonder if you could make words come to life, kind of like Echo says. Uh, didn't I throw a sound effect at you before? That's right, you did! Bam! Cool. But it has to have, like, the starburst around it. Yeah. <laughs> well, but that makes sense. I don't know, like, depending on how far you take that, like, if I were to, like, write conjure or something, who knows how that's going to go. <laughs> well, then. Sounds like we're done here for now. It was a pleasure to meet you, Inkling. Mm. I look forward to working with you in the future. And yeah. trust me, I'm going to work you hard. So, should I come back at some point, or will you just kind of be in touch? I'll shoot you an email, we'll work out some sort of pay. Probably won't be much, I'm afraid. More of an internship. Maybe we can something. hook you up with some school credit. I imagine uh, you're going to be tough to schedule for with your school and whatever heroing stuff you're doing. Uh, I'll, I'll make it work. Okay, then. It's a done deal. She stands there, clearly waiting for you all to leave. <laughs> Probably give it a couple moments before waving and just walking off. Yeah, I'll give her a quick nod. I walk. I just walk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you're no longer being escorted, so if you wanted to rummage around, you have the opportunity. <sighs> Well, you could probably make your way back to the lobby. Oh, we could snoop, is what you're saying? <laughs> you could. You could straight... I could straight up creep. creep. <laughs> it's not that I'm not really happy for you. I just wish that that had turned up something a little better. Yeah, well... Got something out of it. Yeah, job. Now, let me, uh, let's, I'm gonna straight up creep around. I'm not. 
<laughs> I find myself in over my head. The GM will tell me why this is a bad spot. I leveled up, though. <laughs> Do we shock you? Because I, I wouldn't be happy with uh, you being around that now. person who just hired me. Yeah, well, uh, you start heading uh, back to the lobby, and Congo Jack just... Can they add team to it? Because if you give me one team, it won't be a fail. <laughs> Only if they want to help you. Well, let's yeah, see how this goes. Congo Jack right? starts walking off deeper into the offices. Jack, where, where are you? Uh, I have lost control of this situation, haven't I? You have. I, I think I'm going to stalk up to him and start pulling his ear like I did out the pawn shop. Hey, hey, wait a second, wait a second. No, 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 no. What if he's... Inkling. Mm. I know you came here for a job and a whole bunch of other things, but I came here to find answers about Renaissance Man, and Jack can find them. You know, the last time I did this, he was threatening to kill a pawn shop owner. Okay, well, if he threatens to kill somebody here, we can both stop him together. Wait a second, What? (laughs) <laughs> You're wrong. Exactly. Pull a little bit more. Jack, if you promise not to... I can't even believe I'm having this conversation. Yeah, I gladly won't kill anybody. Let's, let's go. Let's check this place out. Maybe she knows something about Renaissance Man that could help us out. Inkling, please. That's the entire reason why we came here. Don't worry. If anything happens, we'll cover for you. This isn't your fault. You have nothing to do with this, okay? Fine. I'll let go and stop off, because I don't want to be part of this. All right. Anybody, uh, anybody tries to catch you, I'll make a distraction. Don't worry about it. Awesome. Now, this is a failure unless I get one team. Uh, That's me helping you. Yeah. Okay. This is going to be your uh, decoy, Look out. apparently. Yeah. So you guys uh, are at seven, or six now, I think. Uh, well, seven. Cause no, six, didn't we use one earlier? I thought... Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. So I thought I was thinking about his role, not how much team we have left. Forgive me. I didn't use any team. No, my role is a seven. With yeah. yeah, it is now, but you're at sixteen. Yeah. So you ask, ask one question, sir. What here is worth grabbing? I'm not stealing. I'm, maybe there's like some uh, information somewhere in these offices that I could grab. Sure. You're creeping around the hallways, uh, pretending like you're lost or on a tour or somebody's kid come to work dressed up like a safari person for reasons. It's Halloween. It's October. Or maybe they have a show that has a safari person? Maybe. Oh, that's it's a good excuse. Yeah, you're a cosplayer from an episode of The Atlanteans. <laughs> uh, uh, then you go to Savannah? Special, yeah, special guest star, Congo Jack. <laughs> uh, you come across what looks very promising. It's labeled the archives room. Unfortunately, it is Right across from uh, the, like the coffee machine and break room, which is full of people. I am going to make a distraction by going, going in there. Him. 
Uh, actually, I was going to go in there and loudly proclaim that I'm lost and I need somebody to help me find my way out. Then you'll only have one person show you their way out. Uh, I'll wing it from there. Could I just pull the fire alarm? <laughs> I really don't want you to pull the fire alarm. <laughs> what do I gotta roll to pull the fire alarm? So, Respawn walks away, loudly yells, I'm lost, how do I get out of here? And then the fire alarm starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> I have lost control of this situation. Yeah, he lost the control of the situation when he brought me in that office. Hey, I offered to take him out. <laughs> One of the people says, uh, this way, I guess we're gonna go evacuate. Everyone starts filing out of this office. Except Congo Jack. Where are you hiding? Uh, you said I was in a hallway? Is there like a janitor's closet? Sure. Alright, I'm in there. Okay. You can climb into a janitor's closet and give people a few minutes to evacuate. Uh, Inkling the fire alarm starts going off while you're standing in the lobby. Uh. You know why. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting away. She away. has a strong ink like anyway. <laughs> away. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, hang on, let me see. I wonder. <coughs> Would this clarify? Uh, yes. Okay, I will do that thing. You know your friends are probably in over their head and could use your help. And you leave. I'm just tired of. Congo Jack shenanigans. Can I have an intervention? Are you letting these people uh, guide you out as part of the evacuation? Oh, man. Does anybody have any ideas as to how I could get out of this? Because I'm coming up with a blank. Um, not really. Like, like anything that would be in, really not anything that would be in character for respawn is the problem. Nothing that would be in character for respawn that wouldn't like throw up flags of like this is weird. Yeah, because yeah, you're you're expected to evacuate, so like not doing so would be really weird to anybody, really. Right. I'm. I'm. You specifically got people's attention. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm out. I have to abscond from this situation. You are alone, Jack. Nice. Jack. After a few minutes, you were left alone in the building. I. Come out of the janitor's closet slowly. And I head towards the archives room. One wonderful thing about corporate evacuations is they take a really long fucking time. Well, you gotta count everybody. Right. Unsurprisingly, the archives room is locked. It's just a simple key lock on it. Um... If only you were spooked. I know, right? (laughs) I don't want to use my freeze ray to freeze it and smash it, because then I can't... I guess my mundane sucks now. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to freeze it and then smash the... Smash the doorknob off. I'm not even going to make you roll for that. You do it. You freeze it and smash the lock open. No, this is when he finds out that it's not actually freeze as an ice ray. It freezes time. 
<laughs> is, is this? Uh, don't you get like some sort of a benefit from doing something dangerous, or like doing I don't something criminal, or is that a? I have no a... Oh, okay. It's just a clear condition. Doing something without you guys being on board would clear. Insecure, I think. Insecure, yeah, foolhardy action without talking to your. Team. There's also a reformed villain thing that lets you clear a condition whenever you break the law. Ah, <laughs> uh, I should start taking some. I did level, so I should take... I should do that. No, you didn't level because... Oh, because of the assist? Yeah. You did now, yeah. Okay. Uh, over the strobes and audibles and uh, through the gross yellow light of the archive room, you find a place full of dusty old file cabinets. You find one in the bottom right corner... Uh, labeled Renaissance Man. I Clearly labeled. And start going through it. Okay. It's locked, but it's a filing cabinet lock. It's nothing you can't just muscle open. So you yank it open and start uh, flipping through it. And you see a lot of... Uh, Old, uh, moldy letters written to Banshee, uh, saying how much they, they love and admire her, you know, mostly from little girls and fans of the show. Uh, and you catch something of interest, a legal document all the way in the back. Uh, quickly perusing it, you see that it is a non-disclosure agreement. And in order to prevent being sued for breach of contract, all involved parties uh, will not disclose uh, any of the events which may have occurred while Kieran was working on the Renaissance Man TV show. And it is signed by Aldous and Renee West. Okay, and that's where the recording cut out. You guys should have just heard Congo Jack finding the non-disclosure agreement signed by uh, Kieran West, a.k.a. Banshee's parents, prohibiting anybody from talking about whatever mysterious incident happened during the making of that show. It's all very Michael Jackson. <laughs> that that was an inspiration. Basically, Renaissance Man is the bundle of every creepiest motherfucker. <laughs> every creepy celebrity motherfucker. Yeah. Michael Cosby. <laughs> uh. Uh, so, right after that... Uh, Congo Jack filed out, evacuated with everybody else. Inkling had already left them behind because she was done with their bullshit. Uh, they headed off back towards the house or the loft when uh, Respawn got a call from his brother Griffith, the uh, uh, Aegis agent. Uh, 
which is hard to say, <laughs> who told him in very vague terms, it's time to earn the the protection Aegis has been giving your parents, our parents. Uh, we need you to play babysitter for some out-of-town visitor who needs guidance and protection. We're going to send a car for you at 5 a.m. You might as well bring your weirdo friends because they're going to find out anyway. <laughs> you think the weirdo friends would find out about another weirdo being babysat? Yeah, they'd probably figure it out. Uh, right <laughs> after that, we cut to Tobias, Alloy Bastion, uh, getting out of his second job uh, and heading home to see his boyfriend, Carlos. Rob, you want to talk about what happened there? Uh, yeah. So, texted Carlos and is like, hey, hun, i I'm heading home. Uh... Can we talk when we get there? And Carlos is like, yeah, I'm on my way there now. And so Tobias strolls on into his home, just ready to collapse and just extremely exhausted. And he walks into the living room and sees all of his loved ones there. And they're sitting in a perfect semicircle with an empty chair in the middle. <laughs> and Tobias knows where this is going, or at least he suspects. He's seen the TV shows. <laughs> and everyone's looking at him with great concern and Alicia holds up the the alloy shirt <laughs> and everyone's just like Tobias is there anything you'd like to tell us <laughs> and everything gets very weepy and angsty and break downy from there and it was it was all very emotional and very sad that that it didn't get recorded but uh Long story short, everyone's just like, you're killing yourself. Stop killing yourself. You're going to die out there. We love you. And in, in a in a very uh, tearful ending of that story, uh, Tobias gave up being a hero so that his family didn't have to go through the, the fear of, oh, oh, man, he's going to die out there. And he just kind of, like, sent a mass text to the group saying, basically, sorry, I'm not coming to that thing that Respawn just invited me to out in the sticks, wherever it is. I'm done. These bitches, I'm out. <laughs> and everyone kind of freaked out about that, because they tried texting him back, and he'd already disconnected the number. Because <laughs> he wasn't really thinking straight about the actually explaining why he was getting out. He was a little emotional at the time. Also probably exhausted. That too, yeah. <laughs> Working like 20 hours straight didn't really help. Yeah, so that that is the retirement of Alloy Bastion. Yeah, his life was a horrible, horrible mess, and there was nowhere to go that wasn't just horribly depressing. <laughs> right. Essentially, the game was bleak enough with the doomed and the respawn and it's just like yeah we did it was getting too real for me i i couldn't i couldn't handle that <laughs> yeah that congo jack was supposed to be like the, <laughs> the comic relief and instead he was becoming the budding sociopath <laughs> he's just like i'm gonna stab people yay <laughs> uh 
after that, they started all, except Tobias, reconvening at the the penthouse. Spook uh, ran back there after her escapades with her father that you thankfully got to hear, because that was one of the other big cool things in that session. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so Spook just kind of sat up and watched movies with popcorn with Scap licking Congo Jack, who is sleeping on the couch. Yep. Seems like Scap is the new team mascot for the as-yet-unnamed team. Although, I mean, maybe just went yeah. two seasons without doing it. Yeah. What one did that? Young Justice. They never named their team. Okay. That's just refer to it as the team. Huh. Maybe we should just name our team the team. Better than the Frankenweenies. That is better than the Frankenweenies. I agree. <laughs> so, 5 a.m. rolls out. Uh, a black town car shows up out front. Congo Jack hops in the passenger seat, hoping to make it awkward for the driver. And instead makes it awkward for himself when there is no driver. <laughs> Must be one of those Google... Se- or Yeah, it is Google self-driving car. Yep. Or Tesla, both of them. They all piled inside, and the car started driving itself. Inkling tagged the underside of the seat, because that's a thing she does now. <laughs> Everywhere, all over the place. Uh, drove them, you know, an hour or so out of town, like past the suburbs, down the highway, out into the middle of nowhere farmland, just outside of Halcyon City. There, they swerved into a cornfield and met uh, Griffith waiting by an identical black town car in the middle of a crushed down crop circle. <laughs> uh, they uh, did their their greetings of brotherly reunion, and right on cue, uh, their out of town visitor showed up. Yep. Yeah, I believe Spook, when she saw a spaceship in the sky, was able to recall some information of... Yeah. (laughs) Rob, you want to jump in with any of this? yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, big... uh, I believe it was a purple gem ship. Just comes screaming out of the sky at high speeds. Insanely visible. Obviously unarmed. Um, What was the other thing? Oh, yeah, and uh, Spook was all like, oh, yeah, that's a Keplerian ship, and those, they can, like, it looks to be unarmed, and it's a freighter of some type, or a transport, and it can heal itself, and everyone's like, oh, that's kind of neat, and Respawn was freaking out because, you know, aliens, Um, and then it lands, just without crashing, just kind of, like, comes to a sudden stop, and out of a door that appears in the side comes a floating blue rock just kind of hovering there and it like telepathically says hello and everyone's freaking out and it's like oh yeah sorry I forgot forms got it and it projects a human form (laughs) and it's uh what was it it was basically human form except um faceted blue gem eyes 
and it introduced itself as Cobalt. And it said, I would tell you my, my actual name, but humans can't pronounce it. Probably because you just think it. Yes. And I, as I recall, Cobalt human form was the most generic thing possible, but he, she yes. started picking yes. out elements from the rest of the team. Yeah, it was uh, essentially on the trip towards Earth from whatever planet uh, Cobalt had been on previously, Aegis had sent, like, a welcome packet of, like, Earth and you, understanding basics of human culture. And it, it involved, and it, like, found the internet and, like, looked at every picture of a human face it could possibly find and took the mathematical average and made that its face. <laughs> now uh, I really want to play an outsider character who learned about Earth exclusively from, like, Happy Days and I Love Lucy. Now it just makes me think of uh, Miss That's Marshall. just Galaxy Quest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but, like, oh, that concept oh, is, <laughs> is... is fun. The idea of someone who just learned about Earth from such a narrow band, so you yes, could make, that would like, be a fucking great. 1950s greaser. That would be amazing, yes. Yeah, uh, uh, they... yeah so Cobalt is just there, uh, kind of like on an alien rumspringa is there to experience Earth and all the wonderful diversity it has and is being shunted off to live with the group for a while. <laughs> uh, and they were basically told, hey, represent the best of Earth. Yeah, we know Cobalt's probably going to get caught up in this hero bullshit. It's, that's, that's a uh, feature, not a bug. That basically, you send one alien by themselves to a city or with normal people, and everybody loses their mind. But if you send it with a group of superheroes, everybody's just like, yeah, it's superhero stuff. Stupid. <laughs> That's what happens bullshit. at Halcyon City. Yep. Oh, and uh, then Cobalt gave them all a ride back to Halcyon City in their giant purple gem ship. Which, yeah, and uh, Spook and uh, yeah. Cobalt uh, bonded over weird tech. Oh, yeah, being like, oh, yeah, here, this button does this, and this button does this. And, of course, Inkling also tagged underneath the seat in there. Uh, and given the mandate to show Cobalt the best of Earth, they went to Bubblesa, the yeah. bubble tea and pizza place. Because sometimes oh. you need some uh, Asian food and some pizza. Yeah, I would totally go to Bubblesa if it existed. Currently, the best I have is a bubble tea place right next door to a really great ramen place. Um, Those are too no, similar, though. Uh, yeah, just go to a bubble tea place and get a pizza delivered there. That would be pretty nice. I was going to say, uh, on the way to Bubblesa, they found that Bastion had come and taped a letter to uh, Splendid's apartment door that basically laid out, Hey, sorry, I collapsed in exhaustion last night. Here are the reasons why I'm quitting the superhero business. So people didn't like, because Respawn was losing his mind and being like, we have to track him down. He's probably captured. Yeah, because we didn't tell the rest of the group this was happening. This was uh, a secret between Rob and I, and I set up the call pre-intervention. So (laughs) tip everything off. But then, of course, the whole party reacted like they would if one of their members went missing. 
Exactly. Like contacted Oracle and we're trying to track him down. And it's like, Facebook was like, eh, he probably decided it wasn't for him. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. we got to cut this off. <laughs> and oh my God, did Respawn feel so guilty about the fact that, oh man, he gave me his real name and his real phone number. I could have contacted him, but I tore it up and threw it away. <laughs> that was a pretty great little <laughs> realization. Uh, and while they were hanging out at Bubble Zaw, uh, the plot-mandated fight had to happen, because, of course, we've got a new character. We have to have a showcase fight. Yep. So, a wolfman, a, uh anthropomorphic wolfman, showed up riding a giant ogre with a, a giant club that was just wreaking havoc down the street. I really that just want to ride an ogre, weird. like, everywhere. Yeah, that was such a weird fight. I loved it. But man, that was <laughs> that was something special. Yes, yeah. I believe what happened was Respawn just ran in to, you know, set things off as he usually does. I think he knocked him off the ogre. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He did. Yeah. It was you discovered great. he had ice breath. Uh he wanted to end the world for some reason. Identified himself as Fenris. Yeah, it's weird, you know, ice breath and <laughs> Fenris. Uh, so Respawn started kicking the crap out of him. Uh, as I recall, Inkling uh, used the wings on the back of her her jacket to take flight and basically kite around the ogre until she tricked it into smashing Fenris with its club. Well, I think before that, Spook scared Fenris away by throwing a car at him. Oh yeah, you, you definitely yeah, hit him with the car, <laughs> which is notable for his hypocrisy in a moment. <laughs> uh, Fenris in his rage just popped the uh, the ogre into a fine mist. Uh, the giant club stuck around though. Well, someone else is going to clean that up. Uh, Fenris tried to run away. He had super speed except Kobold uh, turned into a wall in front of him. <laughs> and while he was trying to scramble up, Conko Jack put a perfectly aimed shot at his Achilles tendon. Oh. Uh, uh. Uh, with his last bit of strength, Fenris shoved himself off the wall at super speed at Congo Jack and just started ripping him up. I think we're missing a big drama moment of basically when Respawn was going to beat the crap out of the thing and Spook went between oh. it. Between yeah. them oh, and said, yeah. no. I was getting that. No, so, you can't. So essentially at the top of the fight, Respawn said, I'm going to fucking kill this guy. I hate him. I'm going to beat him so bad that he is going to be a vegetable. And he went to do just that. And, and then Spook used her move where uh, she can call out a hero for basically villainous what acts. What the hell, hero? Yes. Like, what the hell? This is not heroic, and stood in between him, and then respawned, just pulled his punch just in time not to hit her. And then Fenris tried to run away, and then the whole turning into a wall, shooting in the Achilles tendon thing happened. Yep. So, with Fenris well and truly disabled, uh, the... Oh, man! Fuck! <laughs> God! <laughs> But well and truly disabled now that he can never walk again. <laughs> I, 
I just meant for the moment, but sure. Well, I'm sure he'll get a robotic leg. This is Halcyon City. <laughs> no, That's he's true. got an okay. ogre to ride around on. <laughs> Not anymore. He popped it. <laughs> There's more ogres. Uh-huh. Yeah, he'll true story. The kind the of guy ogre. who can conjure an ogre and pop it can probably do that trick more he's, than he's once. He's actually an ogre breeder. Oh, so he oh, tenderly <laughs> raised that ogre? Yeah, well, you know how there's puppy mills? Yeah. Is it, there's mill? an ogre mill? <laughs> now you should really adopt your ogres from a shelter. Yeah. Well, see, that's why he's he's getting out of the ogre breeding business. He's moving on to Etten's now. He's trading up. Uh, That is now canonical. <laughs> <laughs> he stands between the two heads. It's harder to be knocked off that way. Any excuse for me to do like a two-headed Etten or an ogre or something? I love that trope to a degree Who that doesn't? is ridiculous. Yeah, he he loves it more than he loves me. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I have been trying to figure out. There's a masks playtest class, the joined, which is oh, God, like a yeah. Wonder Twins or a Masumenos, where it's two heroes who basically act as one. Ogre Magi. And I really want to figure out a, a way to use it for a two-headed ogre because I think that would be I all mean, or. Yeah, I could easily see that being used as uh, what's his face, that one hero that we played in uh, Hots. Oh uh, yeah, Chogal. Yeah, Chogal. And just notice how Nick did not deny that he loves uh, ogre mages and two-headed Ettons more than he loves me. Like that is a fucking straight shot into my childhood. Oh. <laughs> Warcraft 2, like the fucking ogre mages there. Like, I thought that was the funniest shit, and I never grew out of it. I mean, it's hard not to love the humor there with how well um, Monty Python did it. Mm-hmm. We may have gone off on a tangent. That happens. That's that's par for the course. Yes. Wheel to the game. There were a lot of tangents. Oh, God. So many- Us? Tangents? I mean, there was like a good 20 minutes of people grilling Cobalt about their powers. Yep. Oh, uh, I believe we captured the point at the beginning of the game where I bitched out Tom. Oh, yeah, in the middle of the elevator scene. Oh, yeah, when he was trying to say, like, oh, oh, like he can recognize voices or some shit. Mm -hmm. It's not a choose your own adventure. I get it. (laughs) Uh... It comes from a place of love, though. If I haven't murdered Tom by now, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, didn't you live with him for like three or four years? Well, that's why you moved literally across the entire country, right? (laughs) Yep. It's like you can't really get too much further away unless you move to like Alaska or Hawaii. Or another country. Wow, Rob. There's places that aren't America. I'm assuming that you're not applying for a a work visa or something because that's too much work. Maybe he's right. going to divorce me and marry someone in a different country. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a lot of work, too. Both aspects of that sound like a lot of work. <laughs> Nick's going to become a uh, an internet American bride for someone in Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hit me up, ladies. No, no, you'd be the bride. Oh, oh. but then he'd get <laughs> killed on flight, because I'm pretty sure in Russia they can just kill gay people. Mm-hmm. Yes, as documented in the uh, the documentary, the Take Me to Church music video. Oh my god, yes, that music video. Oh. I love that song, though. Oh, it, who doesn't? Because you just love melancholy songs. <laughs> okay, another tangent. 
Hey, oh, so, I thought it was because he loves uh, uh, songs about gay sex, but okay. It can be two things. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, we, not, I'm not saying you're wrong for that. <laughs> our Tuesday night game goes super fucking late every time, which you will notice when I post the next session, and it is five hours long. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's oh, five hours. Notable thing, yeah, notable thing about this, uh, if we start getting over like three hours, uh, we're going to want to cut it out and they yeah. said that there's no reason it's not going to work after that but it's like that's the extent to which they've tested it okay so like they'll guarantee it up to three hours and there's no reason it shouldn't work beyond so i guess okay. we'll find out we'll find uh, out. but yeah so we run super late so on the way home it's like i need to stay awake let me put on some music <laughs> except my playlist is the most Fucking melancholy downbeat. <laughs> yeah. Get See, some uh, stay awake just, music. Take me to the, church. The sound of silence. Yeah. <laughs> get the fucking Hamilton musical in there, man. That'll that'll keep you awake. I haven't bum, listened bum, to that. Bum, yet. You need to what the fuck? Me. How have you I not? Know. I know. Wait. I will buy you the fucking track if I need to. Get no, it and listen to it. It's, it's so fine. good. It's not that. It's just. I don't want to spoil myself when I go see it on Broadway. I believe it. The problem be is that like everyone that I've talked to, next year. everyone that I've talked to who's seen it has every single one has said, "Man, either if they did listen to it first, they say, I'm so glad I listened to it first because it's so dense. It helped yeah. me appreciate the musical more.' And the people who didn't listen were like, "Holy shit! I wish I had listened to it first because it's so dense." All right, that's your public service announcement. Yes, uh, listen to the Hamilton. Moving back into the. <laughs> and I like really dismal songs. <laughs> oh, that super dismal cover of a dismal song. Uh, the the Flaming Lips Superman song. Iron and Wine does a cover of that is just raspy eulogizing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are learning a lot about me today. I love it. <laughs> I, I great. Just, I just need a uh, super melancholy song sung by a two-headed ogre, and I'm going to be complete. Oh my god, yes. Now, would they sing in the round, or would it be a duet? I'm thinking that one would definitely, like, they'd do, like, a tenor bass thing. Okay. Oh, you get two two-headed ogres, and they form a, 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 barbershop, duet, a barbershop duet? I don't know, barbershop duet always is... Way too upbeat for Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you make it sadder? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they sing everything in halftime. <laughs> okay. I'm in. Anyway, <laughs> we, we've been 10 minutes from the end of the session. Forever. And in minor key. <laughs> uh, yes, so Fenris fight uh, was resolved, but uh, Congo Jack got bit real bad. So for the, the second time in a week, Respawn scooped up a, an injured person and ran them to the same hospital. <clears throat> and before that, he and Spook got into kind of a yelling match of, oh, you saw your dad, and why'd you stop me, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And they continued the blowout that started in the middle of the fight. Yeah, and then <laughs> uh, when Spook went to leave, uh, basically a reporter is like, can you uh, confirm or deny the rumors that you are the daughter of the Revenant. Does that mean that you're the daughter of uh, Dr. Phantasma? 
Oh, yeah, because Respawn yelled it out in the middle of the crowd that formed. Yep. It's like, you what saw your dick. dad, the Revenant? <laughs> <laughs> so, that'll be interesting down the line. And I'm sure I gave him a name that I can't recall now. I think it was Lucas something. Oh, uh, no, Wait. I think it was something that began with an H. Wait, who they were we talking about? Else, so Hello? it was definitely not. Oh. Who were we talking about? The reporter? The oh, reporter. the reporter. Oh. Yeah. Fucked if I know. Oh, uh, Lucas Lance, I think? Maybe. Yeah, probably so. Because I had to do a Superman thing, and all their names are double L's. <laughs> Hey, at least you didn't I go with Lucas Lee. Because we don't need Chris... I said, at least you didn't go Lucas Lee, because we don't need Chris Evans in here as well. Okay, so, respawn. Hospital. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim vs. the World references do not land. Got it. <laughs> I saw it one time, and I did not pick up what you were referencing. I don't think I ever saw that, so... It's pretty good. Decent decent movie, really good comics. Yeah, that's what Tom keeps saying, but I ignore most of his recommendations. Okay, that's fine. Hi, Tom, I hope you're listening to this. We've shit-talked <laughs> to you a couple times now. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, buddy. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, my favorite is when Tom's been recommending something for years, and then I finally try it, and then I go to a mad... Let's say, why didn't you tell me about this earlier? <laughs> Drives him insane. <laughs> that is perfect. <laughs> I can already hear it in my head. <laughs> exactly how I've he actually said. heard it, like, in person. <sighs> so, to the hospital! Yes, Congo Jack gets checked into the hospital. They treat his puncture wounds. He gets a ton of rabies shots. We go on a weird tangent where people look up the real world uh, implications of rabies shots now. Because apparently and you don't have to get bad. a million anymore. Yeah, it's only like four shots and it's in the arm. And they're, they're listed as relatively painless. It's yeah, amazing. So, and then I think he also got a tetanus shot. So go a- out and uh, get bitten by strange animals. Yeah, go rescue all the wild bats you can find. You can also rescue some wild raccoons, too. And skunks. Bats are the worst, though, because they just store every disease. Like, it doesn't yeah, hurt. Yeah, they do. They're just carriers of everything. Uh, Although, but they- did you know that vampire bats die if they don't get blood two nights in a row? And so some bats that gorge really heavily will vomit up blood for un- for unfortunate bats in trade for grooming? Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you know that fruit bats blow each other? I'm not that. surprised. <laughs> I mean, because they're fruits. <laughs> <laughs> that 1950s slang brought to you by Rob. <laughs> it's not like, wh- what is that? It's not, um, oh, what's the term? It's not, it's not bigoted because, yeah, it's me. Oh, you're, you're allowed <laughs> to say it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, they, the hospital kept Congo Jack overnight for observation. Uh, literally, the, the stated reason was in case you turn into a werewolf. <laughs> so they handcuffed him to a hospital bed and pulled him into a, a room with a uh, curtained roommate, which has to be a cool reveal later. 
Cobalt uh, turned into a rock and just hung out with him on the nightstand. Uh, and while they were talking, somebody said out loud Congo Jack's name. There was a big uh, thumping from the other side of the room. Curtain gets pulled back to reveal the massive form of King Hippo, uh, now with a big metal jaw piece where Respawn shattered the lower half of his face. Uh, Please tell me that he has hippo teeth like Jaws from James Bond. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like big titanium hippo teeth. I'm working on levels here. Oh, no, when when you said he had like a the lower jaw, like metal, it just made me think of the guy from, was it Venture Brothers? Yes. Who is half Doctor Doom, half Jaws from James Bond. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he couldn't talk currently, but he had a, a squeaky whiteboard that he wrote down for Congo Jack, we need to talk alone. Which is kind of a surprise he didn't pummel the restrained Congo Jack. But that is the cliffhanger we ended on. Notably, Cobalt did, like, talk to him mentally and tried to be like, oh, hey, I can just, like, be a uh, a go-between so you don't have to write everything down. But uh, he didn't. I don't know if yeah, he, like, didn't he just, want like, to talk you. that way or if he just didn't think that, didn't realize he could. Either way, he just kind of was like, what the fuck? What the, why is a rock talking to me? And then ignored. <laughs> he, it was because fuck you, that's why. Probably. It always is. Yep. Uh, okay, so that was the session. And I am more convinced than usual when people say it that we should probably just do a show where we talk about bullshit, because this was fun. How many times have I told you that? So many times. Why didn't you tell me earlier, Rob? Jesus, <laughs> good idea. Because <laughs> I totally didn't tell you like three years ago. No, not like at all. It was all. a great idea you came up with. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like at this point, people know everything I have to say. Like someone, I don't even remember who... Talmorel maybe pointed out like, hey, this is just like uh, a bunch of shit that happened in Inquisition of Blood, which I remember almost none of, but I hit the same rhythms because I like the same things and I tell the same kind of stories over and over again. So at this point, I'm sure anything I'm saying on podcasts, I've said at least twice before. So spoilers on all future sessions, it's all going to be the same story over and over again with different characters. It's all the same shit. (laughs) You just need to find new new popular culture to intake and uh, add to your repertoire. That's what I do with my life. Yeah. So you should feel sad for me. Yeah. I mean, it's what I do. Oh. Like, go go read the Animorphs and go listen to Morphcast. There you Uh, go. I read this uh, shit ton of Animorphs as a kid. Back in middle school when there not was not as much popular. as you, I, I recall we found out. I did not. But just because I'm looking at like 56 of the books on my shelf right now. Jesus, that, that's too many, man. You should have. There's only 65 total. <laughs> it's not like I went out and bought them recently. I like was digging in my mom's attic and found them recently, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I had every Hardy Boys growing up. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. 
I just got books from the library all the time as a kid. Yeah, me too. But I don't know why I had like every a copy of every Hardy Boys. Is when I was like super little, learning to read. That's what my mom would read to me, and then I started being able to read it by myself. There's something I don't think I've ever said on the podcast before. Has Hardy it come Boys. Up? It helps you read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it would be very disappointing if I went back to a Hardy Boys book now. Yep. Probably, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm another one of the fucking rhythms I fall into. Uh, I saw that the new uh, 5e, D&D 5e adventure is all about giants, which uh, are, are a subculture of the things I love in uh, Two-Headed Ogres. I like giants, as was uh, well documented in the Inquisition of Blood. I do remember that. Oh god, so many giants! You and your fucking giantess fetish trying to hook up Kevin up with a with a giant woman. Is that why you married me? Crawl up inside her because you feel like a giant around me. I don't know. I think in the games, all the uh, the women are giants. Like I keep trying to hook. Did I do that more than once? I remember I held Frida and whatever the fuck Kevin's character's name was because I don't remember that game at all. It, it, yeah, ha- handless guy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I can't remember uh, if I did more giant. I'm trying ladies. to think. I'm trying to go through your games and think. Um, oh, uh, the the short-lived sequel to uh, the Vampire Dark Ages game. I was playing a Shamasay who had flesh-crafted himself into a giant and a woman. Why is that so common? I... Like... Like, every game that I've ever, like, heard or been a part of, someone goes to a Shamasay or is a Shamasay and gets themselves flesh-crafted into the opposite gender. Uh... Because fantasy mirrors real life, and let me tell you about a type of people. They're called trans. <laughs> no, okay, okay. So, actually, I'll tell you about this later because I don't think you want this on your podcast. So, or I just won't tell you about it. <laughs> My Thursday game got real fucked up for a little while there, and we stopped playing vampire. <laughs> uh, you you mentioned players, this before. Oh, I did it with the Neil deGrasse Tyson thing? Uh, I don't remember that part of it, but then again, <laughs> well, as we have documented have bleached it from many times, I shut my eyes for the night and just mind wipe <laughs> everything, because it's the only way I function. God. Yeah, every morning I have to remind him who I am. Yeah, it, it's a real memento situation. Slash Aww. 50 first dates. Yeah, slash. I was going to say, did she make you a, a, a videotape that you pop in every morning in your VCR? Uh, okay, well, God bless you if you're still listening to this, because we... <laughs> I have no idea why. <laughs> we got real swervy at the end, which is very true to the session. <laughs> wrapping up that session took... 45 minutes. Yep. Like, from the point they hit bubbles, ah, <laughs> shit went off the rails with tangents. 
Oh, but it was so good, though. <laughs> I think people expect that from our group, because we're always on a tangent. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, uh, you didn't hear any of Splendid in that game because Kevin was having his tonsils out. About ten years too late. Because mm-hmm. he gets strep throat like three times every year. Mm-hmm. So maybe he'll return someday. He's hypothetically supposed to be here every week, but isn't. Which, as much as I love Kevin... Six people is a fucking lot for masks, so I'm not too broken up about it when somebody misses a game. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna turn this recording off, and then Rob can tell a horrific story about transgender people. (laughs) Which is best left to the imagination, apparently. (laughs) You did this. (laughs) If people really want to know, I'll put it in the comments, but oh man, I don't know if they do. Put it in the comments on someone else's site. We no, it'll be in yours. It's going to be in yours. Fuck whichever Carolina is doing that bullshit. Oh, God. Fuck everything about all that shit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I can't. Who cares? Who cares about bathroom usage? Uh, yeah, as long as you're peeing and pooping in the toilet and washing your hands in the sink. <laughs> oh, shit. I got those backwards. Fuck. <laughs> Wait, are you shitting in the sink and washing your hands in the toilet, or are you just washing your hands first and then shitting? Either (laughs) way is bad. It would be even worse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, for real, turning this off. Bye-bye.